We are just over a month until the midterm election. Who's excited about the midterm election coming up? All right. This episode of Dale Carter's America at Funhouse Pizza on 7 Highway in Blue Springs. We have special guest, recent U.S. Senate candidate Mark McCloskey is here with us today. Give him a big round of applause. Thanks to uh, our sponsors, Funhouse Pizza and State Farm agent Bob Watson. We have some cool giveaways. Uh, our third sponsor, Austin Watterson from Royal Roofing and Solar, is here to talk to you about how solar can make a huge difference in your electric bill, maybe not even have an electric bill. Very important in Joey B's America with crushing inflation going on these days. We'll do all of that plus all of the news of the day on this episode of Dale Carter's America. flyover country. He's not on the far right, and he's certainly not on the far left. Like you, he's somewhere in the middle. This is Dale Carter's America. With Kurt Wheeler, I am Dale Carter, and we are at Funhouse Pizza on 7 Highway in Blue Springs, and everybody's enjoying pizza here. Kurt, you had some of the pizza, too. How was it? It was great. I'm a pepperoni guy, so... I like pepperoni. I've heard that about you. <laughs> All right. So the toughest job in D.C. these days has got to be the White House spokesperson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. What the president meant to say, what the vice president meant to say, you know, Biden. What I meant to say. Yeah, well, she doesn't care what you meant to say. <laughs> no, her. Uh, oh, She's what she meant herself. to say. Okay, yeah. I got you. So, I mean, you saw recently that uh, Biden is at some deal for his uh, infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. And he's like asking for an Indiana congressperson who was killed in a traffic accident in August, right? Yeah. Where, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> Where'd she go? I mean, just out of it. And, and, and they've got to go back and they've got to pave over all this stuff and, and make it seem okay. Yeah, it's a it's a tall order. I mean, she has probably the toughest job in America, let's be honest. So. And Joe tells uh, Al Sharpton that he's going to run again in 2024. Who's excited about that? I am. I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited about that. I don't know about anyone else. It's going to be comedy gold. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. It's going to be it's going to be entertaining. And, you know, as long as he's going to be president, as long as Kamala Harris is going to be vice president, we pray for his health every day. Right. Yeah. Because. <laughs> We have She's in the background. <laughs> we, we have said this on the podcast, and I believe it to be true, and it's not a stretch. She has got to be the dumbest person to ever be vice president of the United States. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and, and it's like she opens her mouth, and then it's like, what did she just say? She's like, well, we have to work together. And in working together, we will find that together we can be the best that we can be because working together is the only way that we will get this done together. Yeah. So it, it's the And then everyone salad. goes, woo! And, you know, <laughs> in the last week, maybe you've missed this, but she was over in uh, South Korea, right? Visiting South Korea. And she actually said on camera, uh, we want to thank North Korea for being a great ally. Right? <laughs> want to thank North Korea for being our ally. And then she said that the hurricane relief from Hurricane Ian should first go to communities of color and distributed based on equity. Yeah. Send it to the North Koreans first. That's the <laughs> vice president of the United States. So Corrine Jean-Pierre has her hands full with what the president meant to say and what the vice president meant to say. By the way, anybody notice our federal debt has now surpassed $31 trillion with a T? 
It's true. Can you think of 31 trillion of anything? It's like such a big number, like even a million. I can't even think of what a million is. It's like if you had a trillion dollars set aside for each flavor of Baskin Robbins ice cream, that would be <laughs> 31 trillion, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, on the serious side, because inflation is so high right now, um, the Fed is bringing up interest rates to try and cool off inflation. And because of that, that's going to add another trillion dollars to the deficit just because interest rates are going to be so high. The, the, the portion of the, you know, Mark McCloskey can fill in some blanks on this later when we have him on. But, you know, just to be able to pay the interest on the debt, Kurt, it's going to eat up quite a bit of the federal budget. Yeah, 100%. And uh, it's just something that it's been snowballing for so long. I mean, Republicans have contributed to it, too. Obviously, Donald Trump did and the Republicans and the in Congress uh, under Donald Trump. But, you know, we had all this COVID spending, all the relief spending, which got us absolutely nothing. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, we, people got a check, but then they lost their job. They had to close their business. You know, are, is that really a trade that we want to make for, you know, our children, our grandchildren are going to be faced with this debt, you know, from uh, China or from wherever, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to pay it back. Well, and the midterm election is coming up. And if you've listened to our podcast at all, we have a belief here that um, Democrats are running toward the cliff at light speed, right? And when Republicans have been in charge recently, they've been running toward the cliff at the speed limit. The destination is the same. And so uh, when Republicans take over at least the House out of this uh, midterm election, we're really going to need to hold their feet to the fire. Somebody's got to say stop. Yeah, 100 percent. All right. And it starts right here. So thank you, everyone, for coming. You bet. Gas prices, I don't know if you've noticed, because the uh, media out there who was saying every day reporting on the fact that gas prices are falling, gas prices are falling. Thank you, Joe Biden, for everything you're doing. Gas prices are falling. Can I give you a kiss? You know, what kind of ice cream do you like, Joe? <laughs> um, well, now they're going back the other way, and the media is not reporting it. It's, it's absolute cricket. He likes all 31 flavors. I'm sure cream. he does. It's been going up every day for the past two weeks, not reported on mainstream media. And now that Joe has rated the strategic reserve, right, which we need for a war or yep. something like that. Now OPEC played him like a Stradivarius because OPEC now says, you know what, we're going to cut production by two million barrels a day. Yeah, yeah, and even even uh, you know going back to Corinne uh, Jean Pierre, the press secretary. The, the only guy that's really asking her real questions consistently is this guy, Peter Ducey from Fox News, right? Right. And, uh, and he said, so you're giving credit for the president when the price goes down. Is it also to his credit when the price goes up? And she's like, well, it's complicated. You know, it's, like, it's, so, it's so blatantly obvious. Yeah. Well, Biden calls what OPEC is going to do short-sighted. I would say that what Biden has done since he's been president has been short-sighted. Yeah, releasing the strategic reserve is short-sighted. That I mean, that's what's short-sighted, you know? And not, not producing American energy is short-sighted. And everything that he did, I mean, you know, we started our podcast on January 20th, 2021. We started it on Inauguration Day. And I'd heard his speech, Kurt, and I said, you know what? The guy says, give me a chance. Let's let's see if we can give him a chance. And, and then he went back to the White House, and he starts signing all these executive orders, undoing everything that Trump did. Yeah. Now, as, as crazy as Trump was with all these tweets and everything like that, the actual policies that he put in place were actually good for America. And Biden went back to the White House and undid as much of that as he could with executive orders. And, and that's why that's why we're where we are today. Yeah, just because Trump's name was on the, the policy, you know, that's why they got rid of it. And 
I miss Trump on Twitter. You know, I mean, we have Elon Musk now officially probably taking over Twitter. So we'll see if Trump comes back. If Trump comes back on Twitter, it's going to be the best day ever. I'm just saying right now. I'm, that, that first tweet, when he comes back, that first tweet is going to get like 5 million shares. Yeah. It's going to be like, it's going to break every record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's on Truth Social now, right? Yeah. Which nobody is on, you know. I mean, right. it's who knows what's going to happen yeah. with that. But Did you see that uh, our government is now committed to equity in every part of the federal government? Really? That's going to be their thing. Wow. Well, I know. It's crazy. Um, One thing that he did not roll back was the Space Force. That's something that Donald Trump came up with, right? Yeah. And Space Force is still there. This was in the news today. Uh, The Air Force and the Space Force both committing to reducing their carbon footprint, committing (laughs) to run bases at net zero emissions by 2046, and move for or move towards sustainable aviation fuel blends. Now, I, I had this image because, you know, at Knob Noster, we have the stealth, right? Yeah. And we love seeing the stealth fly over because it's so cool. makes us glad that we're on our side, right? I always think that when I'm at Arrowhead and I see that thing go right over my booth at Arrowhead, I'm glad we're on our side. Now, just imagine, if you will, it's got a giant sail on it. Yeah. And it's going to sail across <laughs> and to a, And it a needs progress pride flag. Hanging oh, off the back of it. Geez. No, here's here's my question. I mean, call me naive, but how do you get to space without carbon emissions? Like, how how is that possible? I don't know, but <laughs> um, that's that's what they're committed to do here by 2046. You think Joey B will still be around in 2046? <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be around in 2046. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still be here, Dale. Yeah. You're still kicking. You're going. You're going strong. All right, well, we should give it up for um, Mike Parson, the governor of Missouri. Largest tax cut in state history was signed yesterday. How about that? Huh? Returning more than $760 million to taxpayers with plans to return more if revenue projections are hit. Um, and I wanted to talk about trickle down versus trickle up because we talked about this in our last episode. And Kurt said something that just—I mean—it was a light bulb going off for me because. Oh wow! I know. You mean, it's I crazy. said something insightful. It's like the first time wow. in a year and a half we've been working together, but a <laughs> light bulb went off um, because I was talking about trickle down, and, and that's what Democrats keep talking about. It's like they just want to do this trickle down stuff. They want you to keep your money, and it'll trickle down to the little people. And, and I thought, well, you're trying to trickle it up. You're trying to take it from us and, and get it into your swamp and, and disperse it here and there. And you said, really, that's kind of trickle down, too. Yeah. And yeah. it is. I it mean, is. socialism and communism and, and uh, progressivism is the definition of trickle down economics because it's the government. It's the, the state and the big corporations or whoever, you know, the people that have the power that decide who gets what, that decide, you know, how much your paycheck should be, what kind of benefits you get. Um, you know, all of these things. And so, yeah, how much gas is going to be. So, yeah, in that sense, it's, it's very trickle down. I mean, anybody here, I mean, you know, by your applause here, how, how many of you want more government involvement, more federal government involvement in your lives? How many of you want to keep more of your own money? <laughs> I mean, you know, it just seems crazy, right? That You, you know what's keep so more funny about that, too, is that I'm, I bet you could ask that question in front of every in front of any audience and the answer would be the same right yeah i mean so like what how how do how do we get to this place where you know one side is totally demonized as like being you know for the rich or or you know not paying your fair share all these talking points it's like everyone wants to keep more of their money everyone wants to have less uh intrusion in their life like i i I think so i mean i think democrats probably feel that way too most of them so 
you know, that's that's just a unifying message, I think. Well, you know, since we started this podcast, one of the things we've talked about is, you know, let's figure out what the federal government ought to do. And they ought to do a whole lot less, in my opinion. And really, if we get the House, we should be able to do that because the House controls spending. All right. They can basically say and and trust me. If they start doing things like what I'm suggesting that they do, like, you know, they've said forever, we, we don't need a federal education department. I agree. Yep. Education is a local issue. But the day they go in there and say we're going to cut funding for the federal department of education, the Democrats are going to scream bloody murder. Let them scream. Let them scream. You say I mean, that, but then these folks who get elected, they want to get invited to the cocktail parties on K Street. Well, that's the problem. Then. And that's that is the problem. The problem. Those, the, the, we shouldn't elect people who want to go to the cocktail parties. That's the problem, is that we need to do these things. We need people in power who don't care what the what the reaction is going to be, who are going to campaign on, we're going to cut the federal department of education. We're going to cut all of these programs. We're going to stop all of this woke nonsense in the, in the government, and we're not going to promote it. We're going to promote, you know, traditional America first values in our government and, and let it be what it is. I mean, they're going to call us names no matter what, right. you know, even if you try and kowtow to them and say, Oh, we're not this, we're not that, you know, it doesn't matter it's still all coming to you at the end of the day. So we need people that are going to be courageous and not let that, you know, phase them from your lips to God's ears. And uh, hopefully that's going to happen. Hopefully. You know? All right. So a few other things here before we get to our first segment here. Um, we talk about the uh, Democrat playbook. There's only five plays in the playbook. And old reliable play number one is it's racist. It's racist. So we go to Jackson, Mississippi, the drinking water, which we've been talking about. We even showed the video on the fa- on the uh, podcast about the brown gooky water that's dripping out yeah. of the whatever. Well, the NAACP wants the EPA to investigate. They accuse Mississippi of diverting federal funds related to drinking water in Jackson because Jackson is 80 percent black. What? Yeah. <laughs> Old reliable play number one. About that. It's racist. Yeah. I mean, but that you know, I, it's obviously not racist, but like there there is something to be said. Like, why are we sending all this money to Ukraine, for example, and not fixing like water? Like we we have Americans that have dirty drinking water. We exactly. have Amer- We have homeless veterans. We have like real problems here, and we're sending all of this money you know, uh, to other countries or we're spending it on, you know, all these stupid programs that, that, that don't matter. So, I mean, it's, it's an attention thing more than anything. It's just not, it's not getting the attention of people in the federal government. They'll, they'll do lip service to it. You know, Joe Biden will go out there and say, oh, we can't allow this to happen in America. And then he'll turn around and sign, sign the check for a hundred billion to Ukraine. And that's that. Well, I mean, and I agree with you, but, you know, why does it have to come back to race? Why does Kamala Harris have to take a hurricane like Ian and say, well, we need to make sure that the money goes to the black communities first? Right. I mean, that makes no sense. You, you send the money to where it's needed. Right. 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and that's just race baiting, pure and simple. I mean, that's that's what that is. Well, and speaking of race, we've noticed this since the beginning of the Biden administration. They have tried to check every box that they can, right? Mm-hmm. The first this, the first that. So if you're playing the game from the office they have there in the basement um, of checking every racial and gender box, we have the first female Native American astronaut. Yay! Yeah. Never mind her qualifications. There's some really... Uh, Offensive jokes in there that yeah. I'm just gonna. I just want to say it again. The I'm first, just because not I, say I know anything. Kurt. I know some people are playing the home game right on this. 
So the first female Native American astronaut. And if you're playing the home game, that's 13 over and six down on the scorecard. And they're getting close. Bingo! They're getting close (laughs) to filling out uh, that uh, scorecard. By the way, um, Russia obviously is in a quagmire in the Ukraine. I think they thought they could go in there on a weekend and kind of take the Ukraine back, kind of like they did in the old bad days of the Soviet Union. And obviously, what, seven months now? Been it's been there? a while, yeah. I've yeah. lost I've lost track of time, honestly. By the way, tomorrow is Vladimir Putin's birthday. Hey, nice. All right. And if you tune in if you tune into KFKF tomorrow, we're gonna play one of my favorite song parodies. Um, the Soviet national anthem? Oh no, no. Well that <laughs> that'll be the setup bed for it, but we have this uh, fun little song we play called Putin is a Dick Tater. Wait a minute, I gotta get the whole word out. You can't laugh. Putin is a dick tater. Oh. Now you got it. Now you're tracking with me. That'll be on KFKF tomorrow. So um, he's got a problem in his own country, right? I don't know if you saw this or not, but but they, they're like uh, drafting 300,000 more soldiers to go into Ukraine. And now we're getting reports that Russian men are having their friends break their arms and legs to avoid being drafted. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, Vladimir Putin's Russia. So that's kind of the news of the day. That, and as I, as I was driving in tonight, I did notice that uh, Joe Biden has pardoned everybody who has been convicted on the federal level of carrying marijuana. Did you see that? No. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's happening. Um, and that's on the ballot in Missouri, by the way, coming up. Recreational marijuana. Medical marijuana is already legal in Missouri. Yeah. Recreational is on the ballot coming up here. But... I kind of, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. I'm kind of okay with that. And if we've got people who are in prison on a marijuana possession charge and that's the only thing, let them out. Well, let's use these prisons to lock up violent felons who, you know, have murdered people. Let's stop turnstiling those people. Let's lock them up. There's, there's a lot of misconceptions on that, though. I mean, uh, This whole idea that there's like all these people in jail for, you know, a dime bag or something like that is just not true, Uh, especially now the the regulations pretty much nationwide in just about every state make it so that you can't go to jail for just being arrested for a small amount of pot or whatever. Um, What happens more often than not is that people are arrested for higher crimes like distribution or theft or assault, and then they plead down to uh, just the possession to, to charge. A possession charge. Yeah. And so that's why they're in jail for possession. It's, you know, they, these aren't people that are going to jail just because they had, you know, a small amount of marijuana or whatever. It's because they have all of these other things that they've done. And then that's what they ended up getting charged for, you know? So like nobody's going to jail for just that. So I think it's a miss, uh, a misnomer that, you know, there's all these, uh, drug only offenders in prison you know i mean i think i think we need to be harsher on a lot of these crimes uh across the board you know uh you know pot legalization notwithstanding i mean if that's going to be the new law then that's the new law and that's fine but uh we need to be hard on crime and and that's part of it you know we good on that hard on crime all right okay well let me just ask since we've got a a cross section here by applause how many of you are from Missouri? Let's get that first. Yeah. All right. Okay. How many of you are going to support recreational marijuana in the November election? I probably will. How many of you are going to vote against it? All right. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it is it is about half and half, you know, and I, I really don't think it matters that much either way. I mean, the, the bigger issue is that we are punishing uh, 
you know, gangs, violent criminals, uh, and we're not. I mean, we're just not. You have all these Soros-appointed DAs in major cities, and, you know, oh, it's bleeding into Kansas City now, too, where people are being let off with very little or, you know, no bail in some cases. They're just being let back out. That's what needs to change. So that, that's where we should be putting our focus, I think. All right. So uh, how many of you got pepperoni on the pizza? Yeah. yeah, a little pepperoni going on there. How was the pizza? Was it good? Yes? Yeah, all right. Jim Dingman at Funhouse Pizza. Um, he has a location in Lee's Summit on 50 Highway. That's where we did the first live event. Uh, and today we're at the uh, Blue Springs location on 7 Highway. We thank Jim because uh, Jim put up Chiefs Jaguars tickets, two pair to watch your Kansas City Chiefs take on the Jags at Arrowhead Stadium. And uh, Bob Watson, who is uh, one of our other sponsors, Blue Springs State Farm agent. I am in uniform tonight. Somebody asked me, when did you start working for Bob Watson at State Farm? Well, I don't know. Bob kind of works for me because, you know, I've wrecked my car now three times. Yeah. And uh, I just, it was like last week, I did it again. Um, and it, it looks great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, people you say, your car looks brand new. Well, you know, you keep wrecking it and having them put it back together again. It looks pretty good. So Bob Watson, State Farm Agent, 816-229-7878 for your car, home, auto, and all that, your life as well. And uh, trust me, I had four teenage drivers in my house we're about to have a fifth teenage driver coming up you want a guy that you can call you don't want the gecko or whatever the mascots are out there the the llama is there a llama i don't know (laughs) i mean something like that you want to be able to call a guy and my guy (laughs) for the last 27 years has been bob watson at state farm and uh, with those chiefs tickets that jim dingman put up he gave us uh, rally house gift cards so we'll do drawings for the chiefs tickets and rally house did everybody sign up there's an open black box. It uh, sort of. Lo- it's not really it's very like, official. It's yeah. It's very. It's not official at all. Is that like an equipment thing? Was that? It's uh, Steve Serrano's mic case. <laughs> ah, it's a mic case. All right. So make sure that you have signed up with your name, phone number, and email address so that we can uh, get to you on all this. And um, then we're going to do our first uh, drawing. Yeah. And I just want to say too, you know, uh, to to all of our sponsors, uh, Austin, who is here, and and. Uh, Jim and Bob who are who are not but if these people are supporting our podcast that means that we have shared values and these people are are you know being courageous in doing that because it's you know not without uh it's it's risks or whatever you know but we need to as people of like mind and people that support America and support these values we need to go out and support these businesses as much as possible so exactly thank you yeah you know we, we do, you know, it's 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 ironic too because there are people who have never listened to one episode of this podcast and they think they know what we're all about. You yeah. know, we've been labeled. We're the MAGA Republicans. We're yeah. the bad guys Dark and all mega. that. And and what you're we, a Rush Limbaugh wannabe. From I know. That's what that's what uh, Tony's <laughs> Kansas City. That's what they said. I'm a Rush Limbaugh wannabe. I wish. You know, Rush was one of my heroes. Um, you know, what we are is we're a couple of guys who support our Constitution, right? We support strong borders. We support a strong military. We support capitalism. I mean, my God, is that wrong? Yeah. All right. And, you know, we started this podcast, if you go back to, like, the first five episodes, we went through the Constitution, every article of the Constitution and the amendments. This is what the Constitution says we can do, and this is what we do. And it, what, what the Democrats don't like, they don't like the rules. Yeah. They, they want to change the entire rule book. 
Well, the ends justify the means. I mean, that's what I've always said over and over again, is that the ends justify the means. If they want something, they're going to find a way to get it, uh, and the rules be damned. If they can use the Constitution to do it, they will. If they have to ignore the Constitution and ignore the rules to do it, they will. All right. So let's draw for the first uh, pair of Chiefs tickets and Rally House gift card. Uh, Rhonda, you're in scrubs. You look semi-official. Why don't you go over there and draw one for me? All right. Well, have, Austin, are your kids' names in there? They didn't. They didn't sign up, did they? Okay. Jennifer, are you back there? My wife Jennifer is here, and she's not eligible to win, so she can draw. <laughs> Mix them up and draw out a good one there. All right, here we go. This is a one-hour show. Can we get a drum roll, please? <laughs> you can bring it to me. I'm wearing my reading glasses. I really didn't think this would be that big a deal. All right. And the winner of the first Rally House gift card and first pair of Chiefs tickets is Debbie Kaler. Yeah. How about Debbie? <laughs> By the way, in the house here, um, Debbie Kaler is the wife of Jerry Kaler, District 1 City Councilman in Blue Springs. And also in the back of the room is Kent Edmondson, District 2 City Councilman in Blue Springs. We thank them for being here to support Dale Carter's America. Yeah, thanks for coming. All right. So, um, we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to have Austin Watterson, one of our fine sponsors here. He's going to talk to you about solar, and not from a virtue signaling position, how it can really work for you and be beneficial to you. Sell it in a way that you're really going to like, and not just, uh, oh, you better do this to save the planet. So, that's coming up next on Dale Carter's America. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Austin Watterson. Austin is uh, our newest sponsor to the podcast. We welcome you aboard. Of course, I've known you for a long time. Um, Royal Contracting Solutions is where we got to know each other. Uh, but now you've ventured into the whole solar thing. But you're still doing the other stuff too, right? Yep. We're mainly roofing and, and solar now. Okay. So we, we, do, we, we stopped doing all the fire water and, and remodeling for temporarily. Okay. So, so it's going well. You're, you're getting a lot of business? Yes, our roofing and solar is going real well for us. Okay. Um, actually did part of our roof at Casa del Carter, and it's still holding up well. So thank you very much for that. Well, that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you ventured into the solar area, and I'm interested in that. And, and I've done a little research on it. I've got a friend who um, has an office building, and, and he did solar on both sides. And he says that, that it's working so well for him that he rarely has an electric bill anymore. Yeah, that's very true. And uh industry you know I've, I've i've been in the roofing industry a long time and everybody's experienced storm chasers and all that well solar is storm chasers on steroids it is when you got government money involved there's a lot of hands that there's going probably when it's all done and said done and over with there's gonna be a lot of people in jail over wow. some of the stuff they do okay uh one of the big, one of the big national solar companies shut down last week, because they have, the they've given the industry a black eye. Yeah. Because solar really truly does work for some people, not everyone, and we have people that want to go solar because they want to save the earth. So we're putting solar in our house. It may not work the best because we have too much shading, 
But then the next person, if it don't work for your house, we tell you. And like on that office building you're talking about, it's probably has some really good south, east and west facing slopes. And so in this market, we sun starts going down early in the fall and all winter. So you don't get the sunlight like you do in California, Arizona, Texas. And so like California this year, they were expecting huge blackouts. They they actually, I'll give California props because they put a bunch of batteries out and use batteries this summer and recharge them at night. They use the batteries during the day to power California. And that's how they save their, <clears throat> save their butts this year. Yeah. But solar as a whole, though, is a good thing. It's not the end of the world. There's, we're always going to have coal power. I'm not – I got on solar about a year and a half ago, and we started looking at it about four years ago. And so we've had it in our business plan to move forward with. We decided last year was the year to get rolling on it. Uh, you know, there's, there are good tax credits out there. Uh, and you know about all those, right? So you can walk somebody through that? Oh, absolutely. Yep, there's – it's it's a tax credit, not a tax rebate. A lot of people think that that they're going to get a bunch of money back. <clears throat> well, if you have no tax liability, you're not going to get the money back. If you pay in ten thousand dollars this year in taxes, and and number one, I'm not an accountant, but I I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> uh, so if you <clears throat> if you pay ten thousand dollars in taxes this year, and you have a tax credit of 14,000 from going solar, you're only gonna, that's only $10,000 offset. That that $4,000 is gonna be in a, waiting on you. Uncle Sam's gonna hold it for next year and then you can use it the following year. We have, we have people that are retired, I mean, older than you even, Dale. Wow, and they, that's hard to believe. And they, <clears throat> <laughs> and they're they're retired. They have no tax liability, but solar companies are telling them, "Well, here's your tax credit." Well, they're not lying to you. It is a tax credit, but you're never going to get it because you're retired. You don't pay taxes. It's going to sit in an account at the IRS office, and you're never going to see it. And so, <clears throat> a lot of solar companies want everybody dumb and uneducated. Their sales reps because. When, you, when we walk in someone's home, everybody's like, well, what, this is a price I got. Can you guys beat this? Well, what were they? Let's compare apples to apples. What was a the product they sold you? Well, it just says solar panels. Well, could you imagine taking $50,000 to the car dealership and saying, I want a car? They're going to give you the, well, nothing's cheap anymore, but they're going to give they're not going to give you the $50,000 car they're going to give you the $20,000 car for $50,000. Mm. And so I've done that many times actually. <laughs> <laughs> they see me coming. <laughs> I can believe that. So so that's where qu- quality of product is very important. It don't matter I mean, if the house is a is a $100,000 house or a $500,000 house, you got to know the quality you get them cuz these this is a long-term purchase and with the with the rising energy rates, I mean... They're not going down. No, and Evergy, they spent a lot of money, and they they got plants up and going. They had severe penalties for contractors to have a couple of these plants done and, and upgraded by the end of May, so then that way they can go to the state and say, we have to take rate increases. 
well, we've already seen rate increases. It's, it's just getting started. How many has lived in their house for, or, you know, whether your parents have lived in their house for the last 20 years, their utility bill is three times what it was 25 years ago. Right. So, Mine's up 1000 this year. That's crazy. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm sorry, twelve hundred. My accountant just weighed in. Twelve hundred. <laughs> so you really you haven't need to seen help the latest me. bill. I uh, apparently not. Yeah. So let me. So Dell, you rent or own your home? I own it. Well, I, the bank owns it, right? Ba- We're renting it from the bank. <laughs> the bank owns it. You make your house payments yeah. monthly. Well, why? But could you imagine if you just had a flex payment every month on your house, and just say, hey, whatever inflation whatever the bank is going to decide to charge this yeah. month. I mean, that's like like an arm rate or something right. like that. No, you have a set interest right. rate, and you pay that monthly for as long as that loan's intact. Exactly. Well, we do the same thing with solar. You buy your power. You don't have to worry about inflation. You control the cost of it. So it, let me ask you this. If you've got really good sun exposure in your house, as you, as you were talking about, can this replace your electric bill? Can it replace Evergy? If you have – if you're – you have a gas furnace, right? Because that gas furnace hits you hard in the winter. So not at our house. Jennifer likes to keep it about thirty degrees in the house because she likes to snuggle with you. <laughs> I'm sure that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't let me up here, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, so, so yes, when you have that high high electric bill in the winter, you can't quite offset that because right. you have a you have a true up where you can't, I mean, you, you put you put the electricity on the grid and you have to use it. And so you can't just keep selling it back to the utility company and get and build up all these credits. Right. So you, so you want to, when we go into analysis, number one, we want, if it's not right for you, we're going to tell you. And we, have, we just signed a contract this week with the lady. She goes, I don't care. I want solar. And customer's <clears throat> always right. But we also, we gave her zero production guarantee. We made her sign off that. Yeah. But we'd run production guarantees. You know, I've seen, you know, the company I just talked about going out of business, it was Power Home. And last year they had, what, 41 or 4 done a story out at somebody's house talking about Power Home not getting all the solar going for these people. It's the middle of the day, and they've got the camera on this house, and you see solar panels in the shade or any trees in the middle of the day. Yeah. It's not going to work for you. And, and so you get such a negative or you have a bad quality product, your degradation rating in 20 years, well, you want your, your solar panels to be operating efficiently in 20 years. You want your inverter, a good quality inverter. And, <clears throat> excuse me, just like the storm chasers, when it comes time after a hailstorm, they're going to put the cheapest roof on they can. Whatever the cheapest shingle they can buy that month is the shingles they're going to buy to put on your house because it's, it's all about maximizing the money because they're going to take it and go on. Yeah. And, and the same thing with solar. It, they make – because you, you can buy all types of panels direct from – from Taiwan or China and get the best deal you can and whatever they sell and throw together is what you're going to what these guys are buying. 
Well, I, I like you, and I know that you're a good stand-up guy, uh, and you're going to help people whenever they call you and do that analysis and talk about what's right for them and what, you know, what solar can do for them. So how can they get a, a meeting with you? Uh, you, can, you can give us a call at the office at 816-540-7057, or you can shoot me an email at austin at royalcontractingkc.com. All right. We put uh, graphics up all the time. You know, Kurt will take care of that for you, and we'll get the graphics going. But uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you on the podcast. And, and how is business? Business has been good. So, yeah. I mean, roofing has been, been good. We've got a brand-new product that we just brought to market. It's been around 20 years. Uh, it's, a, it's a shingle. One of the realtors yesterday called it a Botox. It's uh, actually shingles. When the sun hits shingles, it's, it bakes the oils out of them, just like your asphalt streets. Mm-hmm. And so we now have a product that we can go in, and it rejuvenates the shingles. So it puts the oils back into the shingles and extends the life of the shingles. Wow. So, and it's about, you know, it's going to save you 50 to 70% versus replacement. So something new we're bringing to market, and with the – looming economy that's been very beneficial to a we lot We talk of a lot about the looming economy. It's it's definitely looming. Yes, that's probably in the next segment for you guys. <laughs> I'm sure it will as Mark McCloskey's going to join us and talk about what's what's coming and what needs to happen uh, to this country, but we're so thrilled to have you uh, and your family as as part of our deal here and uh, Austin Watterson, give him a big round of applause here. Royal Roofing and Solar. You need a roof? You want some solar on top? He's your man. Hey, would you repeat the phone number one more time? 911. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's not the right phone number. 816-540-7057. There you go. Boom. All right, Austin, give it up for him one more time right. here. Thank you so much for coming in. And he's available for questions in our crowd here or whatever. And uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll get Mark on here, and that'll be our last segment. Let's see. How's my hair? Here's good. Right. How's my hair? Terrible. Looks <laughs> <Just> like hell. <laughs> crowd, are we ready to go? Yeah. All right, let's give it up for Mark McCloskey, our special guest here. You may know uh, Mark for a lot of different reasons, but he just ran for the uh, U.S. Senate in the primary on the Republican side, and uh, you were a guest on our podcast down in Westport. Yep, absolutely. I know you've done a million of these things, so it's hard to track where you've been. Thanks to your great publicity, I I lost. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you, I voted for you. Yeah. Yeah. We both did, yeah. 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 And, you know... I mean, you're famous for defending your property when the mob was coming. The pictures we've all seen of you standing out in front with the rifle and your wife with the the gun as well, defending your property, which you got in trouble for. Oh yeah, I'm still fighting it. So you're still fighting that. Yeah, you know, we're still on probation with the bar association, and uh, we're still fighting to get the guns back. The the two they confiscated. So it's a never-ending battle. Just absolutely crazy. But I was going to tell you, that's not why I voted for you. You know, that, I mean, that's why you're famous and all that, but, but why I voted for you is because you are exactly what the framers of the Constitution wanted to go to Congress. I mean, you're a guy who built a business. You said in our podcast, 
I only want to serve one term. I want to get there. This country's in trouble, and I want to fix the problems yeah, and absolutely. then go home. Yeah, My absolutely. God. I mean, there's a whole class of people who they just want to go to the next rung up on the ladder and the best example of that or maybe the worst example is the president yeah well you know you guys were talking earlier about the uh, cocktail parties on k street right i'll tell you a personal story we were on the team trump bus and a congressman gets on board and a nice guy who i thought was there a genuine guy representing the people and I'm, I'm sure he is and i'm sure in his heart of hearts he wants nothing more than to help the people in his district but he and another congressman on the bus started talking about the cigar and scotch bar that they go to yeah. and how all the important people go there i took one term and already was indoctrinated in the system we're being part of the elite yeah. It was part of his life now, where it wasn't just going up there. You know, the, the, the whole country was, de was designed to where Congress would meet from time to time when there were important things to do. Now you've got 100 senators and, what, 435 congressmen whose full-time job is to try to find ways to make our lives more difficult. And get reelected. And get reelected. And make money. When was the last time you saw a politician retire broke, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the bottom line is you get elected to the Senate. Yeah, well, no, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a, a certain president of the United States who's never had a private sector job. He's got, what, like five houses worth millions of dollars? How the heck With does this With walls around them, by the way. And, and so I used, to, I used to have this cartoon on my, on my office wall where he, uh, a dad's talking to his school-aged daughter and says, who does a congressman work for? And she says, the people. And he says, well, let me rephrase the question. Let's assume you've got a job that pays you $174,000 a year for two years, but it costs you $50 million to get that job. Now who does a congressman work for? And she says, the highest bidder. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Mark McCloskey yeah. joining us here on the podcast. Talk about this midterm election, how you see it, and the importance of it. You know, when we're on, uh, and what folks may not know is that after the second assault in our house, where the mob came back specifically to kill us and burn down the house, we had, we had some help from, from the White House. We could not get any private security. Nobody wanted the bad press. But we had gotten a call earlier in the week from the White House, and the gentleman said the president wants to express his support. If there's ever anything we can do for you, let us know. Well, when all else failed, I called that number up, and I said, well, it's a pretty stinking good time, okay? And so he gave me Mark Meadows' cell phone number, and I got a hold of Mark, and then he went to work on it. And then went on Tucker Carlson's show, and he went to work on it. When the mob now numbering 1,000 hit the gate the next night, we had six ex-Navy SEALs. We had 10 secondary employment cops. We had the FBI light aircraft circling the top of the house. We had FBI snipers. We had what we used to call in the Reagan administration, peace through superior firepower, yes. okay? And we held them off. Well, we figured the best way to repay the president for that is to go to work for him. And so we'd been big Trump supporters for our entire lives. I, I've got a framed picture on my desk of my now 33-year-old daughter meeting Donald Trump at Trump Tower when she was nine. So we've been on the Trump train for a long time. But uh, when we were on the, uh, the Team Trump bus, every time we'd get off that bus, I'd say the same thing. That is, that this country is on the edge of destruction. Everything we hold near and dear, our democratic republic, our religion, our, our uh, 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 whole structure of Western civilization is right on the verge of destruction. That if we didn't win the White House and the Senate and the House of Representatives, this country is going to fail. That the Democrats took over, they would nationalize election laws as John Lewis a voter rights bill if it passes. We're one vote in the Senate away from it passing. There'll never be another free election in the history of the country. That they'll nationalize the, uh, demoralize and nationalize the police. When I was saying that when I was on the Trump campaign, I never figured that just two years later, we'd have an FBI that admits to faking evidence 
and coercing the media into suppressing evidence and planting evidence and buying testimony to infiltrate, to spy upon, and to try to influence election. We now have irrefutable proof that the FBI swayed the last election by suppressing and planting information, meaning that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop was Russian propaganda when they knew it wasn't, refusing to, to take the information available from Bobolinsky and, and make it public. The last election was determined by 21,500 votes. Think how many people would have voted against Joe Biden if they knew that he was a criminal, that he was corrupt, that he was selling influence, that his son was selling influence, that they were making millions and millions of dollars and potentially hundreds of millions of dollars with our number one adversary, that being the Chinese Communist government. We've got what is essentially a Chinese Communist co-conspirator as President of the United States right now, and the FBI made that happen. We have a Justice Department and an FBI, which are no more than the Stasi or the KGB. They're the enforcement arm of the, of the swamp, and they're there not to, not to prosecute crime, but to crush political opponents and make your life miserable. You got Peter Navarro pulled off an airplane in chains. You got, you got my, my friend Mike Lindell just trying to get a hamburger at Hardee's who gets blocked by the FBI, and they seize his cell phone. Now, you got a picture what it's like in America today where you know the FBI is corrupt. You know the FBI isn't a law enforcement agency, but a political strongman. It's just, it's just the enforcement arm for the swamp. And they want you to give up your cell phone. Now, if you give it to them, you know that if they want to, they will fake evidence. They'll put stuff they claim is on your cell phone to destroy you and drive you into the ground, like, like Mike Flynn, for example. Um, or you refuse to give it up, and they charge you with obstruction of justice. So you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. When you lose a rule of law, when your federal law enforcement isn't a law enforcement agency anymore, but just Gestapo-type muscle, then there is no freedom, there is no republic. What we have is a dictatorship. You're now allowed to say and do whatever the federal government wants you to say and do, and if you don't, and if you're effective in saying what they don't want you to do, they'll crush you. They'll destroy you economically, they'll put you in jail. Like the, uh, the January Sixers, who've been doing two years in solitary confinement for crimes of no more than parading without a license, or being on Capitol grounds, or trespass. Well, I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. 350 to 500 BLM protesters broke down my gate, stormed my house, threatened to kill me, rape and murder my wife, burn down my house, burn down my office building, and even kill my dog. Not a single one of them did a day in jail or was charged with anything. And that's the system of justice we have in this country today. If you're on the left, you can rape and burn and pillage and kill with impunity. If you're on the right, you can rot in solitary confinement forever for no crimes at all or for the alleged crime of being on the Capitol grounds. Even if you weren't on the Capitol grounds, because we now have, if you're a conservative, if you're a MAGA Republican, you are guilty until proven innocent, and you're never given a trial date to prove that innocence. Okay, a couple of but things. I don't feel very strongly about any of this stuff. <laughs> couple, couple of things out of that. First of all, the John Lewis election law. I gotta believe that's unconstitutional. Whether well, you it guys would, touched it on tested, it, right? you guys test, uh, touched on it earlier. But the left 
considers the Constitution to only be an impediment to their ultimate goal. And I'm the only guy out there on the campaign trail that's been saying this. But the, President Biden on March 23rd of this year, speaking to the Business Roundtable CEO luncheon, said this. He says that we're at an inflection point. He likes that phrase, inflection point. He says an inflection point only like this only comes around every four or five generations and with specific reference to the war in Ukraine says we have to use this inflection point to create a new world order. What he said was, quote, there's going to be a new world order and we have to lead it, unquote. Or as Biden would say because he always reads the annotations, right. full stop. Right? Full um, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat the line. Come on, but, man. But that's what all this is about. So what all this is about is that new world order, that great reset, the one world socialist government, i.e., full stop, exclamation point, worldwide <laughs> communist centralized control. Yeah. And that's what all this is about. And, you know, we used to talk when I was, I started on this campaign uh, when I was in high school. And 45 years later, people that I was in college with would call me up and say, you know, back when you were talking about this in college, we thought you were a nut. But here it is all coming true in front of us. And we used to talk about the gradual erosion of our civil liberties over the last 40 or 50 years. In the last 20 months, there's been a wholesale slaughter of our civil rights. I never thought I'd live long enough to have the President of the United States say that he believes he's got the right to create something called a disinformation governance board to allow us to hear and say and talk about only what the government thinks is correct. And enlist big tech to assist him in censoring what we're allowed to hear, say, and do. There's no different mm, than yep. the KGB, no yeah. different than the Soviet Union, and this is the end of our democratic republic if we allow this to persist. And I said that, I don't know, two, three times a day for the last two years. Yeah, well, and you're right on that. My stepson's reading George Orwell's 1984. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of where we are right now. And, and what are the protagonist's job? What was it in 1984? To rewrite history, to go through yeah. magazine articles and, and newspapers and take out anything that disagreed with current policy or the current revisionist history and supplant it with revised histories to back up what the administration was doing then. You see the exact same thing now. Okay, well, the, the midterm coming up here in about a month, Let's talk about the House, because the House, as we've talked about, has the power to stop the spend, but they also will have the power to investigate and, and bring some light to these things. How important is that? Boy, you know what? They're, what the uh, current administration is doing is, no, is nothing short of treason. We're, we're uh, supporting our enemies and, de and defeating our, our allies. And, I mean, everything – well, I liked what, what uh, I think Ron – no, I think it was Ron DeSantis – uh, said yesterday, and that is that we shouldn't spend a penny on Ukraine until every problem in America has been fixed. I mean, yeah. Think about this, right? 87,000 new IRS agents who have to verify that they're willing to kill us, right? To carry guns and use lethal force to get that job. What business does the FBI, does the IRS have in hiring murderers, right? Every federal department, the post office forestry, everything is buying guns and ammunition at a rate that's been unprecedented. We now have 240,000 people in the Department of Homeland Security that's basically the personal army of the federal government, of the President of the United States. You talked about getting rid of the Department of Education, and I'm all for that on both the state and the federal level. But get rid of the Department of Homeland Security. Get rid of the Patriot Act. You know, I've been a, I've been a personal injury lawyer my whole life. 
More than 3,000 people every month die in car accidents in this country and have for our entire lives, and yet nobody's willing to give up their constitutional rights to have safer cars. But everybody jumped on board in this Patriot Act when 3,000 Americans were killed on 9-11. And it's a horrible thing, but this country has got 330 million people that are going to be 330 million slaves if we don't recognize the threat right now. And to have given up all those civil liberties for the Patriot Act, given the government the opportunity and the power to snoop on every phone call and every email and every text message and everything you write, say, and do, and control, and now admittedly conspiring with tech to control access to information and to control the electoral process. This is not, we no longer live in a free democratic republic. We live in a, in a situation where we're allowed to do, say, and be what the government wants us to be or will be destroyed. Well, we can do something about that. We can. And you know, we can't right now, well, I'd like to see immediately after January the 3rd of next year when we take control of uh, both houses of you know, the House and the Senate, uh, I'd like to see a guy named Biden impeached right away. The problem is, think of this, worst case scenario, uh, Biden gets impeached, uh, Kamala becomes president, um, she resigns or, or gets indicted for something, and then guess what? Uh, if we don't have the, uh, the House of Representatives, guess what? Who appoints or who nominates the vice president and who votes on it? And then we get, uh, let's say, Hillary Clinton as vice president when Kamala becomes president. And then guess what? When Kamala steps down, we get Hillary Clinton as president. How's that for keeping yourself awake at night? I'm glad I have a passport. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, uh, the, the House has got the power of the purse string. Can't do anything until we get a Republican president. You know, uh, slow them down. Yeah, slow it down. And, and they, can, they can impose uh, some restrictions. But, you know, um, brother, when we've got Donald Trump as president again in, in 2024, and a Republican House and a Republican Senate, we can go back to being the way it was before. You know how easy it was to step off that Team Trump bus and talk about how good things were under President Trump when we had the lowest unemployment rate in all demographics, we had energy independence, we had a secure border, we had a military that was respected and feared around the world. Pretty hard to come up with anything good you can say about the current administration. We're now, we're now asking Venezuela to build, to, to drill for oil for us. Yeah. We're asking the Saudis. Exactly. And what a slap in the face, right? What, what an absolute proof of what I've been saying for the last two years about what Biden has done to the reputation of the United States when they go and beg the Arabs for more oil and they say, no, we're going to cut production by two million barrels. Bad look. There's yeah. no question it's a yeah. bad look. Absolutely. And then you're, you're talking earlier. You know what we pay a year in interest on the debt is $400 billion. I mean, that's, that's not chump change. Trillions of dollars are such a big number you just can't imagine it, and yep. yet, and yet we th this uh, this administration has spent more money this year. You know what? Five, seven trillion dollars, depending on how you you ask for it, how how you calculate it, and a lot of that money has never been spent. Is still sitting. Right. They've rat holed it. Yeah, exactly. And despite the fact that they can't, they cannot spend the money they've already uh, budgeted. They want more yeah. and more and more. And every time they print a new dollar. Fiction, just fictitious, fictitious fiat money, every time they print a dollar, the dollar in your pocket gets that much smaller. And let's say you've been saving your whole life in your 401k plan and you're planning on retiring on it. This year, the market's gone down 
that's like one-fifth of your life you've just wasted because that money's gone, and it's not going to come back in the near future. It's only going to come back if we elect Republicans or if we elect – and it doesn't make a difference if they got an R behind their name. Look how many Republican senators voted for this last trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. Look how many senators voted for the, for the um, uh, COVID-19 registry, right, to identify enemies of the government. Look how many uh, Republicans voted for the last gun control bill. Just having an R behind your name isn't enough. If we, we need to not just vote for Republicans, but when they get in office, we need to hold the damn feet to the fire and make sure they, vo they vote in favor of America, in favor of America first, saying that we will not spend a penny on any foreign government until we've secured America's borders, we've made America healthy, we've restored America to an economic power, and we've restored our energy independence. Because otherwise, you're just committing treason. You're taking our money and giving it to our adversaries. And I'll go on for, for the next 10 years if you let me. <laughs> but we only have one real adversary in the world. The, the left wants us to think that Russia is a big enemy of ours. Russia has got an economy about the size of Italy. Russia is a huge country with a small population and a bad economy. On the other hand, there's a billion and a half Chinese. They vow every day to destroy us. They vow to destroy us militarily and economically and socially, and they mean it. And they are going around the world right now uh, expanding their power through Africa and Central and South America, their one belt, one road initiative to create a worldwide communist Chinese controlled uh, system. And they're well on their way to doing it. And guess who's funding it? The United States of America. Yeah, awesome. Just great. So with all of that. So, so I'm a cheerful guy today, right? <laughs> Just making your day, huh? As, as you pointed out at the outset of this, with, with the support of Dale Carter's America, you did not win the <laughs> nomination for the U.S. Senate. So I guess my question is, what's next for you? Well, you know, uh, we've been traveling around. I, I think I went to uh, seven counties last week. I, I may do my math wrong. We did Greene County, Jasper, Newton, Barrie, Lawrence, uh, Taney, and Stone County. Uh, uh, talking like I'm talking here tonight about, you know, how close we are to the end. And I say the same thing every time I get up and I speak. The end of it, I say, look, this is the, the end. This is a post-political time in America. There's no longer time for politics as usual. There's no longer time for politicians as usual. Each and every one of us needs to make a personal stand for our freedom and just stand up and say, we will not be sheep. We'll be free Americans. We will not conform. We will resist. The, the only thing that's going to save us right now is widespread, peaceful, civil disobedience. Those of us that respect the Constitution, those of us that remember when this was a free country, will just refuse to comply. There are not enough jails for all of us, although they will try. Um, but if we're going to if we're going to beat this thing, we all have to stand up together. The Democrats all move in unison. The Republicans move in different directions, yeah. and that's because mm -hmm. there are two Republican parties right now. There's a traditional Republican party that just cares about getting reelected and going to cocktail parties and appearing on television. And then there's the real conservatives. There's the real constitutional conservatives that want to save this country, restore our freedoms, and b bring back our God-given constitutional rights. And we need to make that segment of the Republican Party the majority of the Republican Party and hold everybody else's feet to the fire and say, if you want to get reelected, if you like that cocktail party on K Street, you better damn well support the MAGA movement or we're going to throw you out next time around. All right. Mark McCloskey, give it up.
Thank you for being here, and I and I'll see you Sunday at the the Jackson County Republican. Yeah, thing. we're gonna be there at the uh, uh, Stonehouse Winery. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna sign an AR-15 auction off. <laughs> I've got somebody gave me all you all you old Vietnam guys out there. Somebody gave me a case of M14 magazines to sign an, an auction off. So I got a whole case of those things. They're grimy as heck. They've been sitting in somebody's basement since 1974. We got to clean them up and sign them. We'll see if we can auction those things off. <laughs> All right, give it up one more time, Mark McCloskey. We have our second prize giveaway coming up, and then a little kicker to send you off uh, before we're done here with uh, this episode. So, Mark, thanks. Thank you. All right, we're going to wrap up our uh, podcast event here at uh, Funhouse Pizza on 7 Highway in Blue Springs. One of our fine uh, sponsors here, Jim Dingman, and, of course, Bob Watson, our state farm agent. Uh, he gave us a couple of giveaways here, the uh, Rally House gift cards uh, from Bob Watson and also the Chiefs tickets, Chiefs and Jags at Arrowhead Stadium from Jim Dingman at Funhouse Pizza. And if my lovely wife will draw one more name out of there, we'll do that. And then uh, we'll leave you with what we call the kicker on the podcast. You have any thoughts uh, on uh, the McCloskey segment? I have so many thoughts. I, I wanted to I wanted to chip in, but I didn't want to cut him <laughs> off. <laughs> he got going, didn't he? Yeah, for yeah. real. What's your thought? Well, you know, I mean, a, a few things. Uh, I think it's important that everyone gets more involved in the primary process and in local elections. You know, yeah. I mean, we we have guys like this. Uh, that are running all across the country and, and they're not getting elected because people are just pulling the lever for who they think they're supposed to or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I he mean, had some scary things that he talked about for yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's all real, man. I know. It's, it's all real. I know. All right, before we leave you here, a couple of uh, things. Um, the second winner for the um, Rally House gift card and the Chiefs tickets, drum roll, please, uh, Jenny Henson. Ginny. Ginny. Jenny! Hey! Jenny! Hey, hey. Give me a high five there, Jenny. All right. So, same thing for you. Uh, I'm going to keep this, and you get that, and we'll be in touch. Do you have the Chiefs app? You need that. I don't, but I'll get it. All right. Download it and have a third grader explain it to you, because that's how it works for me. Yeah, they have they have that. You know, they, they do all that now. They make you give your email and your phone number and all that stuff, yeah. you know, just the paper tickets. They don't have that anymore. All right. Before we leave you, a couple of uh, stories, uh, again, from the news of the week. Uh, we call this the kicker segment. You can never be woke enough. Uh, anybody watching the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix? You are? What do you think? Is it good? What, what I like it? Okay. Uh, first of all, the guy playing Jeffrey Dahmer is not a cannibal. So there's that. Okay, they couldn't find an actual cannibal. A and then Netflix <laughs> is trying to be really, really woke and really in with the LGBTQ plus, 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 plus community or whatever. So they labeled it. They put the Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries in their LGBTQ collection. Well, guess what the LGBTQ plus, plus, plus group said about that? Uh, they probably didn't like it. We don't want to be associated with Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I mean, too I, late. <laughs> I, I know he's gay and he actually ate people, um, but we don't want to be in with Jeffrey Dahmer. So Netflix, in order to be woke, has taken the LGBTQ plus 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 collection label off of the Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. He's story. still white, so they can at least still use that against him. All right. And last year's <laughs> World Series champions, the Atlanta Braves, were honored at the White House. Joey B had the team there in the East Room. And at the same time, Ger what is her name? I, I never get it right. 
Corrine Jean-Pierre. Corrine Jean-Pierre. She was in the briefing room saying, you know, we need to have a conversation about dumping the Braves' name. At the yeah. same time that the Braves are being honored. Yeah, somebody. I think somebody in the press conference asked her about it, and she said, "Well, you know, we support uh, Native American, uh, indigenous, you know, whatever they call it now, and uh, and so we need to have a conversation." And it's just, I just want to ask, like, what is offensive about that name? Like, I, I haven't heard a single argument, or like the Chiefs, like you know, the people who say that about the Chiefs. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> you know, the, the, the tomahawk chocolate. Wh- like, what is offensive about the name Atlanta Braves? Well, you know. Can anyone give me an answer? White liberals don't like it. They think it's offensive. Yeah. I mean, if you ask well, Native like Americans, Land- they're okay with it. It's like the, the meme with uh, Land Lakes, which I think we have on our meme board yeah. in, the, in the thing. They got rid of the Native American, and they kept the land. Exactly. So that's, that's exactly what, what that's happened. That's what we're doing to all the team yeah. names now. So, and I've said this before, and people think I'm crazy because they say the Chiefs were named. If you're a longtime Kansas City resident, you know that the Chiefs were named for H. Rowe Bartle. He was the mayor of Kansas City at the time. He was called the Chief. He was big into the Boy Scouts and all that. And that's why they'll never take the name away. These people don't give a hoot. We got kids here. (laughs) (laughs) I was cleaning it up for you. They they really don't care. All they want are scalps. They're collecting scalps, just like in the old days. And oh, that's offensive, Dale. You can't. Well, you know. And they got the first scalp. (laughs) The Redskins are now the Commanders. Yeah. I mean, how lame is that? Honestly, I think I prefer the Washington Football Team to the Commanders. And and you got the Cleveland (laughs) Guardians. So the next one on the clock is the Atlanta Braves, and they're already talking about it. And you know they'll come for the Chiefs next. Yeah. They will. There's already billboards in town that say, change the name and stop the chop. Yeah. I just want an answer. I mean, literally, if they, if they can give me a good answer as to why it's offensive, I'll at least hear them out. I'll at least hear out the argument. But, you know, and, it, and it, you think about this, too. Like, nobody names their sports team after something that they don't respect. Like, nobody names their sports team, like, the poops or something, you know, like it, or or whatever. It's coming. You know. the, <laughs> yeah, or or the you know the uh, the smelly the used yeah. socks. It's like well, it, every every sports team is named because it's it's supposed to evoke strength and and respect and dignity. And so of course it's coming from a place where uh, of that you know they're not. Right. It's not like oh you you know Braves Indians oh ha 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 you know yeah. of course not. Okay, so um, just so you know, if, you, if you're new to the podcast or whatever, you can go back to the old episodes or whatever. We actually did an entire episode, and we took every sports team, and we made it offensive. Yes. So we could take anything and make it offensive. Listen to that episode. It was a whole Yell lot of Yell out a sports fun. team. Yeah. Yell out a sports team. We'll make it offensive. The Royals. Royals. That's oh, no. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. white patriarchy. And, yeah. Uh, we and, can't and have that. My God, the Queen just died. Yeah. That is offensive. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Give me another one. <laughs> Who's got another one? Patriots. Oh man, that that makes me think of January sixth, and uh, yeah, and so yeah. Seahawks. Seahawks. Birds. Um, Birds. Seahawks. That's it's you know any any <laughs> animal mascot you know the PETA people will be on you like stink on ugly. That's true. Yeah, it's animal abuse. Yeah. The what? The angels. angels? Well, oh. that's that's religious. Yeah. I mean, you know. We just can't have any religious iconry. Saints are in that deal, too. I mean, that's just totally offensive. The Devils, though, that's okay. The Raiders are just offensive because they're the Raiders. (laughs) Come on. They're the Raiders. It's Don't Raider put the hate. LGBTQ label on that one. We can't have that on the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> they would not like hearing that. Some All right, thank our sponsors Packers. again. Bob Watson at State Farm. You got Jim Dingman at Funhouse. You got Austin Watterson 
at Royal Roofing and Solar. Thank you all for being here tonight. This will be available, what, tomorrow on... Uh, tomorrow morning, yep. On all of the places that you get the podcast, including... Can, can you make some noise if you follow us on Facebook? All right. Okay, how about make some noise if you follow us on Instagram? Okay, we are on Instagram. Make some noise if you subscribe on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, yeah, we're on all those places. Damn straight you will. We just gave you tickets, woman. <laughs> 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 all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. For all of us, Kurt, me, and everybody else involved here, this is Dale Carter's America. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for coming. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.